Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie March. I'm Stephanie Hansen. And we are here to talk to you about all things delicious and saucy and foodist and crazily crispy today. And yummy. And yummy and healthy. Yes. And all sorts of things. I know, right? We have a lot. We've had a great show so far. We have one more hour coming. So sit in your chairs and hopefully your hot broth is in your hot mug and you are (laughs) tuned in. Because guess what? It's time for top two in hour two. All right, this is the time in the show that we talk about the two things that we are absolutely loving this week. Something that caught our eye or that we're mildly obsessed with, we get to talk about. So, yeah, you want to go first? You want me to go first? Um, Go ahead. Okay, I'll go first. Here's what I found online. I found, I was reading... Uh, late night, kind of tooling through, and I found a woman who has a blog called The Everywhereist, and she has done a blog that is kind of amazing. It's called I Made the Pizza Cinnamon Rolls from Mario Batali's Sexual Misconduct Apology Letter. And she really did. If you remember, Mario Batali, you know, got accused of all the things, and it was actually, let's just say he was revealed to be the miscreant that he is. And he basically sent a... Apology letter out into the into the world, and and then he included a ro- a recipe for cinnamon rolls at the bottom from pizza dough, and it was that is weird, isn't it? The weirdest thing to say. I'm so sorry. I've done all these bad things, and I've been a horrible human. By the way, here are some cinnamon rolls, well, and it is it, it was like literally people were just like, what? That is what? weird. So um, anyway, this woman <laughs> she decided to make them, and she's a woman out of she's a writer out of Seattle. And the bo- the blog post, you guys, is just simply brilliant. It is all about the fact that these are... She's basically making rage cinnamon rolls. And, of course, my favorite... One of my favorite lines, I would see if I could find this, was... Um, I mean, they're, like, literally the writing is so beautiful, and it's the idea of how it's, like, it's, they're not even that great cinnamon rolls either, but she says, like, it's somehow, by eating them, she can't stop eating them because the dough is too tough and they're not good. She's like, but I keep eating, I hate them, but I keep eating them. Like, I'm somehow destroying Batali's sexist horcrux in every bite. That is so funny. It was great. So, I'm going to put that up on the show page, or on the, uh, Whatever on the Facebook, so that people can read it. Yeah, it's really good. So I, I really think you should read it. Okay, so in the whole thirty land, I really had a hard time coming up with top two in hour two today. Things I'm excited about because I'm just sort of eating food and shoveling it in my face. Yeah, but Project Vibrancy Meals is Stephanie Meyer. She's been on our show before. It is her um, way, and you can subscribe. She sent me a PDF that was like, here's all the things you need to eat healthy this week. And it gives me recipes. It gives me a shopping list. It tells me multiple ways to use this food. Now, I will say the caveat is, is you she sends it to you on a Thursday so that you have Friday, Saturday, Sunday to cook because you're cooking your food for the whole week so that you don't fall into the trap that I did of boringness and just eating hunks of turkey in your car on your way to work. Right. Um, she had some really great, uh, ideas in there. One of the things I made that she sent me was a tomato sauce that I used. I made meatballs, froze half the meatballs and then put half in the sauce. So I have meatballs in the freezer for something else later. But then I used some of that tomato sauce to make shakshuka, which is all the rage for 2018, which is is just tomato sauce. And you make little nests and make eggs in the sauce, kind of like a poached egg situation, not poached. What is that called? Just 
not fried, but when you put it in a cup in the sauce, there's a name for that. Like coddled? Yeah, maybe. It's something it's kind like of that. it's basically poached. Yeah. Um so that was that one recipe of the meatballs and the tomato sauce gave me three meals. And then I had the sauce with I had a little extra tomato sauce, so I made a soup actually out of it. I just blended it up because it's been cold. Yeah. What I like about this Project Vibrancy Meals is it's giving me different ways to eat healthier food and yes. things to think about. That's great. Um, she does a lot of batch cooking so yeah. that you have food for the week. So that was that. Okay. Um, all right. So then this second one for me, my second one in top two is uh, that this whole chicken that I made in my Instant Pot. You guys, I did an Instant Pot demo on Fox 9 for my buzz segment on Friday mornings, which I usually do around 9.30. And it was funny because the last week, the week before, we were talking about with uh, you know the crew, they were all like, you know, I said, it's weird. I just added 70 people to our Instant Pot group. And they were like, yeah, I got one for Christmas and I don't know what to do with it. And I thought, well, let's do a segment. So we did a little segment and I talked about, you know, how easy this I did. Like last week, we talked about the seven things you, you should start with. And I realized I had never done a whole chicken in the Instant Pot. And so I basically went, ran out and grabbed, you know, just one of those little golden plump beauties those little fryers and it's three and a half pounds of chicken but it's the same as a rotisserie chicken that you would buy if it had been done in the rotisserie and i stuck it in the fridge and then i grabbed it i put it in the instant pot i did a little quick sear you know on the uh sear button on the the saute Mm -hmm. and then i shut i put in i deglazed with a little bit of stock i threw a tiny bit of beer in there and then i put the chicken back in on the rack and the whole chicken just sat in there and I put it on for 23 minutes. That is it. And because you sauteed, it came to temp. You know, it pressurized a lot faster, which is a tip. And uh, basically 23 minutes for a, a whole chicken, like a rotisserie chicken, that I couldn't have gone to the store and back in that time to get a rotisserie chicken. So I was, And was it good? It was so good. Because I don't eat the skin off those rotisserie chickens anyway, because I find their seasoning to be weird from the grocery stores. Yep. And so I always just pull the skin off and I throw that into the pot to make stock. And then I eat the, and then I use the meat for whatever. This one, the skin was a little flabby. I mean, I probably didn't saute it long enough to crisp it, you know? It's hard to crisp. And that's fine. And I, and if I really had wanted to, I would have stuck it in the oven and mm-hmm. then roasted it. Just to finish just a the broiler. Skin. But again, I don't care about the skin. The skin is not my point here. My point is to get the meat so I can throw it into a, like a pasta or into another dish. And it was so great. It was totally the same, if not even better, because it was a little bit more juicy than a rotisserie. By sheer coincidence, I did the same thing last Sunday. You did. I roasted the whole chicken. Then I pulled the meat yep. off. Well, you roasted or you IP'd it? I IP'd okay, it. Okay. Pot. 20, I, mine took a little bit longer, but I am I had to change my seal. Mine I realized, was probably a smaller chicken too, though. And mine was about four pounds. Oh, yeah. Okay. And I rubbed mine with Heather's Dirty Good Seasoning because yep, that's I did what salt I love pepper. on chicken. Mm-hmm. Um, so I roasted the chicken, or I peed the chicken. Then I pulled the chicken off. Then I took the bones yes. and my stock stuff and mm-hmm. threw it back in the Instant Pot. Yep. Then I made stock with that same chicken. Yep. Then I drained all that off. So now I've got pulled chicken and I've got stock. Yep. And then I put the stock back in the pot, threw in all these vegetables I cut up, Instant Pot that for 10 more minutes, and it cooked all the vegetables. And then I threw my chicken in and I had chicken soup. That's amazing. It took me like three hours of moving things Total. around. Yeah, to go from beginning to end. Yeah, but I was doing other stuff. Like right. when I'm making chicken soup, there's, I don't know, it, it wasn't any faster necessarily. Yeah. 
but it kind of was. And I, a lot of the time it was unattended time where I wasn't having to stand there over the stove or to watch it. Yeah. So it was good. I made this delicious chicken soup and broth. I did like the whole thing from start to finish in about a three hour afternoon of working on some other projects and doing it in the in in the breaks. Yeah. And one thing I will say with the Instant Pot, a lot of people talk about how, oh, it's not it's not that much time saving. I can do, you know, this on the stove in the exact same amount of time. And the thing for me, I was reading up. Somebody else was saying that um, it's but it's hands free. Like you don't have to stir anything. You don't have to worry about right. the temps. It's like you basically set it and forget it. You do it. It's cooking. You can walk away and do You don't have to worry about open flame. You don't have to worry about boiling over. You don't have to worry about any of that. And we have I have an instant pot and I think you do, too. Or you can set the time. Yeah. So you could set it to start right before you come home from work. Right. Pull that chicken and then make a risotto in five minutes and you have chicken risotto. If you're like a working person that's trying to get food on the table for your family fast, that's amazing. Well, and for me, the the whole chicken, the thing is I often pop through the, you know, I try to stop at lunch to get like a a rotisserie chicken. You know, if I'm going to go, if I know that I'm going to make a fast like compilation meal when I get home that night and sometimes I'm. I'm literally so in my head, I drive right past the store and I just, all of a sudden I'm in my garage going, oh, I didn't get any chicken. And then I think, oh, I wish I had one. But I mean, if you're going to roast a chicken, that's going to be four hours in your oven. Right. And so the idea that I can take one that's maybe in my freezer and I, you can do it from frozen. Like you can. It would be a lot longer. It's a lot longer cooking time. But you could if you wanted to come home, put the chicken in right away and then hang out and do all your stuff. And then you'll have it. It's still easier than going to the store and back, especially in the winter. And it makes it so that you can do a whole chicken, not just on a Sunday or a Saturday. Yeah. Because you don't have four hours at night to cook a chicken during the week. No. But you could get chicken out on the table fast. Yeah. Okay. What's your second one before we go? Uh, My second one is... I, I changed my mind and I'll tell you why I changed it after we talk. Um, I was going to do something else, but this is what I'm going to do instead. If you're looking for a whole 30 salad dressing, yep. I'm going to do salad girls, pomegranate oh, pear good. Yeah. and citrus splash. Okay. Both of those dressings are flavored only with their juice. So there's no added sugar. So if you're whole 30 and you're eating salads and you're getting really sick of just olive oil and lemon juice, get those. You can also use it to perk up like roast chicken and a chicken salad I've used it to flavor salmon before I've broiled it. So it's citrus splash and pomegranate pear. Both of those are whole 30 compliant. Huh. That is awesome. So I go. love salad girl stuff in there. You can find them in the refrigerated section. Yeah. yeah. So they are fresh and organic. and By pe- the greens in yes. the produce part. By the greens. All right, you guys, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we have Team St. Dinette here. And we're going to talk a little bit about an event that's coming up and a little bit about some fun plans that are on the rise. So we'll be right back. This is The Weekly Dish, and we're brought to you by Red Cow and Red Rabbit. Everybody, welcome back to Weekly Dish. We are being joined in studio by the team. Let's just call you Team St. Dinette, like sans niver. We have Laurel Elm and Chef Adam hi, hi. Eden in studio. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having welcome. us. Welcome. Thanks for being here. Now, so... It's the North and it's the winter. And last year we had something called the Great Northern Mm -hmm. Festival pop up and it became um, a way to then to join the Winter Carnival, the U.S. Pond Hockey Championships and the Lopit. Right. Do we say Lopit or Lopit? Lopit. Lopit. Sorry. (laughs) The new way I to say, say it is lope it. It's okay. It is lope it. It is lope it. Okay, we'll lope on the lope it. And, and it became this thing, but there was some new programming that came along with it, which was, I think, was awesome. Some events that happened. And, and one of them was kind of what people have been talking about is one of the best nights of winter. I mean, I really think that outdoor fire cooking at the farmer's market for the St. Paul Chef's experience 
was awesome last year. Tell us a little bit about it. Super fun and really high energy. I was shocked by how it was embraced. Like, yeah. I think the whole point of the festival was doing these things that you don't expect in the cold, right? Like if you're a skier, okay, fine, you get out there. And if you're a hockey player, you're used to it. But eating and dining and really honoring like how we used to cook food in the North over an open fire, which we did. It was great. Yeah. And this year we're going to go bigger and better. So last year we did 400 guests. Yes. And this year we're opening it up to 1,200. Oh we're my taking God. over the entire farmer's market. So the whole block, because we only did a small portion yeah. of it last year. We're adding Chef to Mickey. Yes. In addition to Thomas Bamer and right. Adam. Um, so more offerings, more fire. More activities. More fire. <laughs> More, More fire. fire. I mean, that's really what it's all about. So what we're talking about, it's happening on January 29th, yes. which is my birthday, just to be what? clear. You're yes. welcome. I, I know. Yeah, that was actually it's a Monday night. I planned it that way. It is a Monday <laughs> night, and you're having this for my birthday. Yes. It's very clear to me. Um, and what it is, is it's part of the Great Northern, but it's a ticketed event that yep. you sign up, and mm-hmm. you're going to go, and it's like everybody, you bundle up. It is outside. Yep. And you're going to go, and you're going to pay your money, and then it's going to be all these little food stations, and fires and all kinds of crazy. There's an ice bar this year. And it's just going to be a lot of fun. It is. And we're going to do outdoor games this year, hot chocolate station. The three different chefs will have warming fires everywhere. Uh, The Current's going to provide all the music. Nice. Yes. Yeah, we met with Matt Perkins yesterday. Um, There's going to be an ice bar. Yes. And there'll be cocktails. This is from our our friend Eric Eastman from Minnesota Ice. He might be there. We'll have a bartender. In his Christmas sweater. Yes. Eric Eastman will wear many hats for this event because he also is now with Libation Project and he does Minnesota Ice. So he'll be, you know, he's building a lot of these relationships for us too which is fun to and just... so you guys are cooking you're gonna yes. are you adam are you gonna be out there like out with there. the choppers yep, we'll, doing we'll, the whole thing yep, <laughs> and yep. you're gonna be what are you making um we'll be doing a, a duck pho yeah and then i know tim was talking about doing a, a really cool uh swordfish euro yeah he told me about is this the coolest thing ever he's building Wait, a yeah. swordfish euro he's like... building a spit a spit roaster you know a vertical roaster yes. which is how you make euros wow to and he's do doing the it with swordfish. swordfish and they're gonna do it with swordfish it's gonna be really cool Isn't i can't that even really, imagine really cool. how that would work but I it know. would be very cool looking yes. i know yes i know so that's what he's doing and, and thomas will have the smoker out there so there'll be a bunch of you know smoked meats it's gonna be a lot of food it's oh my be god good. oysters yeah. oh yeah and this year we're also adding the vip reception which is new so right. we're doing that in the bottom floor of um octo fish bar mm-hmm. so hosted by tim mckee so all the seafood towers bubbles and then they essentially get their own warming house for the night yes so yes you can go outside be cold and eat and mingle but yeah. if you want to warm back up you just sneak right back in right so that's so 40 it's 45 for general admission yep. mm-hmm. and then and that is that all food and drink or is it all food and then a la carte beverages okay all a la carte food beverages. activities Everything is included okay. with 45. With 45, which mm-hmm. is a deal. And then 125 for the VIP experience, yes. which then gives you an hour earlier entrance. Yes. A little raw bar reception in the basement mm-hmm. and warming house rights. Yes. Basically, you get your own bench. Warming house, swag, <laughs> nice. raw bar. I know, right? Yeah. And so this is a part. Is this something that you guys feel like is going to happen? You're, I mean, you're going to keep doing it? We haven't stopped talking about what we're going to do next year, too. Okay. So, yes, I think we're going to keep doing it. You know, there's rumors Kagan Case is opening and has a lot more space. Oh, so it might go to different areas. I don't know. The farmer's market sort of has a little special place in my heart. Sure, yeah, sure. And it's so St. Paul. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. It is, and it's right there. And I do think that there's a lot of action still going on in Lower Town in that area. You yeah. know, like that that beer garden Germania just opened last night. Yeah, they had a dollar yeah, last night. Yeah. Space, yeah, yeah, and they're doing Spetzel by the way, which is make it. We're gonna go there. You and I are for sure. I just but, read about that in yeah. your love Lower in the feed, maybe. right? <laughs> but okay, so this is all happening. You can get your tickets online, and I yep. do. And I'm glad you guys have opened it up to this many people because yep. I think last year it, it sold, sold out in like 36 hours last year. Yeah. So we knew we needed yeah. to look at what it meant to be bigger capacity. So it's pinned on all of our social media, okay. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. So really easy to find for tickets. Okay. Now we're going to talk about something else quickly. <laughs> now the big news came out, this. even though I got to say, Niver, of course, let it fly early <laughs> at the state fair show when he was on with me saying that, you know, a deli was coming mm-hmm. and it was going to come to the Tinto space at that point. And then it became a no, it's not happening at the Tinto space in Uptown. And now, of course, it is. It is. So <laughs> it is until it isn't. Tell us a little and bit about what's again. coming so we can get excited. I'm going to I'm going to let Adam talk about the food a little bit and then I'll I'll jump in on the okay. concept. Um, so. Montreal style bagels. Yes, which okay. is which break is, it down. Which are wood fired bagels. Yeah. Okay. They're they're just a, a tad bit denser, a little bit sweeter, and then they're just like nice and smoky and kind of uh the wood fire gives it this this kind of crackly sheen to mm-hmm. the outside of it. It's mm-hmm. very, very good. And they're to me, they're a little thinner. Because they're not as so raised. We're kind of doing a hybrid. So it's not, you know, like normally there's a bigger hole but that's really hard to eat as a sandwich so it's gonna it's gonna look pretty similar to a regular bagel what the wood fire brings is uh picture eating a sesame bagel it's gonna taste like tahini yeah got it because it it smokes the sesame seeds and it's like amazing it's so it it kind of gives this nutty woody flavor to it it's very minnesota feeling yeah are north woodsy bagels are these the same bagel profile as you serve at St. Dinette on the Bloody Mary? Different. Okay. A little bit different. All right. Because uh, you don't have a wood fire. We don't have a wood fire right. at yeah. Dinette, no. Okay. Um, but the 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 ingredients are a little bit different in the bagel that we're going to be having at Yum. the new place. You've been working on this. You've been perfecting it, For haven't you? For a long you? time, yeah. I very can't long time. Have you been eating, Laurel, so many bagels? Yeah, have you guys bagels. gone to Montreal and done <laughs> oh, bagel yes. tours? Yes, and we have. Montreal was the first food trip we ever took together before we opened Dinette oh. because that was a huge sort of right. start of the inspiration when we started that concept. So Don't was, you love that city? It's amazing. It's one of the best cities to eat in. Yeah. Oh, it was so great. fun. So what else? Oh. Uh, Okay, so we're going to have a lot of fish. Yeah, a okay, lot of we're fish. We're going to have a lot of fish and we're going to have a lot of meat. So we want to be able to, I mean, it's more than just bagels. We want to be able to have all the salads that you want, um, smoked pastrami sandwiches, hot pastrami sandwiches. But it's not just Jewish cuisine. Like, we want to be able to have, you know, Italian beefs. We were talking about Philly cheesesteaks. Um, we, we just want to have everything craveable on one menu. Yeah. Um, soups. We'll have it. Uh, we want to be able to do raw bar type items like tartars and, and ceviche type things. So so now, is this going to be a counter service space? This is what we're saying, right? It is going to be counter service. So you're going to be able to walk up. You're going to have a deli. You're going to have the counter. You're going to look around. And you're going to say, I want this, this, and this. And then you sit down and will someone bring it to you? Like, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Okay. But and, it's, you know, we, I would say collectively, we all don't like following the rules. <laughs> yeah. I think that's fair to say about yes. Niver without him here. And I know Adam definitely doesn't, right? Like, yeah. we're calling it Montreal style bagel, but he's doing a smaller hole because he just, he likes to yeah. make a you have what to make it your sandwich. So same with service. Like you hear counter service and you think 
crazy casual. And yeah. it will be, but we're going to have like a room host. So right. if you want another drink, you don't have to get up out of your seats and we'll come to you. And so like these little touches that make it counter plus. This so. is the new future. I mean, this is honestly. We have to think about it. Things are changing in our industry. Because trying to be. And can we have. Yeah. Can we have, you know, can we have service still be a piece of this Mm -hmm. with a different sort of model? I know who's done a good job with that. Like, and it's not every location, but the D'Amico on Grand Avenue. Yeah. They will come by. They have like like a all you can drink night. And. When your glass of red wine is empty, they will literally come by and fill it for you, ask you, do you want some water? Do you want me to bring you some Parmesan cheese? Yep. And it makes it just feel a little bit better than that just straight counter service right. experience that well, feels great. The Lynn Hall does it too. You know, down on Lindale, yep. mm-hmm. Lynn Lake, they are very much like they have people walking around and filling waters, yeah. you know, and they're kind of, they, they clear your table for you, mm-hmm. you know? It's, yeah, I it's, like that. Yeah, it's It'll a good thing. It'll be new for us, but there's things we're not willing to give up about how we take care of people. Well, especially because you guys are very, very service oriented. Yes. Like this is a very big, this is a huge part of your culture. Yeah. And we will have a cocktail program as you well. You will. Bar, Full bar. Nice. Staying so. open a little bit later, switching to a dinner menu. We're actually um, the back bar. Have you been? Yeah. The space. We're going to blow out the wall. So we have an indoor outdoor bar. Oh, good. Because like, that's really the parking lot is right there. They're, you know, we want it to be warm and amazing and easy in that neighborhood joint that you just, you can bop in and grab your thing, bop out. You can also sit for a couple hours and chat and feel welcome and warmed and taken care of. Nice. That is amazing. I love it. Yeah. All right. Well, we're excited for that for sure. And we don't have a name yet? No name yet. I almost thought maybe (laughs) I could get it out of him. I thought he was just he side-eyed me with like, no. He hesitated just enough. And Lauren looked at him like, is going to say it? I almost did. I almost You'll got be the it. first to know. I promise. Oh, you heard it first. It's going to be here first. I love it. I love it. All right. <laughs> we are going to. We uh, Thank you guys for coming in. Oh, and thank you. for thank you. sure, sign up for the Great Northern. You guys buy oh, tickets. Awesome. This is going to be an event. This can be a Hallmark Winter food event, I think, going forward. I think so. so. I think so, so too. So we're going to take we'll a see quick. everyone there. Yeah. We're going to. And you can wish me happy birthday. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to plug that. We'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish brought to you by Red Cow and Red Rabbit. Welcome back to the Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie Hansen. I'm Stephanie Moore. And I had the opportunity to visit Jason Matheson's Jason TV show um, Jason on Fox show. 9 this week. Yeah. And I was talking about cozy places to drink. And I've been obsessing about drinking because I haven't been drinking really. So it was really fun for me to think about, oh, what are all the cozy, fun places to go that you can hang out with friends? And when it's it's really cold today and when it's really cold out, I think there are certain places to drink that are more fun than others just because they're warm and cozy. Yes. So I'm going to share with you some of my warm and cozy drinking spots. I love it. I'm excited for this. Yeah. And it's not a all-encompassing list. And by... Anytime we do a listicle like this on the air, if you have people you want us to know about, just send us a Facebook on Weekly Dish. Send us a note. You know, we don't. It's hard to remember everything. And if you want to remind us about your place, by all means, do. And also, if you have things like, you know, a lot of people ask us for a place for their event. But if you're looking for things like you say, you know what? I would like to know what are the best hotel bars, you know, or things like that. Send us and we'll make a segment about it. Yeah. And it's good to just know what you guys are doing out there. You know, we do our best, but we are only two people. So if you've got something really cool happening and you think someone needs to know about it, then tell someone. Yes. Um, so cozy drinks, the first place that I wanted to talk about, cause I think 
it's it gets forgotten about a little bit is Mercy in Minneapolis. So they have a beautiful restaurant there and they're doing kind of um, fun uh, takes on casual fare, but a little more upscale. Yep. They have a beautiful outdoor patio there. But what I think people forget is down below, there's this whole library bar. The library bar is legit. And it's really cozy and quaint down there. And you can have a great time, have a great drink. And you're in the middle of downtown, but you don't feel like you're in a bar in the middle of downtown. You feel like you're in someone's living room. Yes. And I really like it for that. So that is Mercy. Um, everybody knows about W.A. Frost in St. Paul, right? The yes. beautiful patio in the summer. But they have a fireplace in the winter, and it's very cozy. Their bar is like this really small little counter bar. But then people don't know that the whole basement, Mm -hmm. it's brick, it's been opened, it was closed for years and just used for private events, but now it's open. And there's all these weird little alcoves you can sit in on couches down there. Really? Yeah. It's really a great place to just tuck in with a friend and have like that long conversation after they've gotten divorced or that extra glass of wine where you're just going to really relax and spend time down there. Yeah. It's super private. Um, So that's a fun one. Another place that I think is really cozy, and again, I think because it's subterranean, is Stewart's. I this is this is one of my favorites that I regret that I have not gotten back there. Oh, it is so good! It's a restaurant. It's a really small little place. It's in the former um, one twenty eight cafe space, right across from St. Thomas. It's a great restaurant. They've got good fish and chips. They've got a great burger. They've got kimchi fries. Their their food is really good there. But they have this sweet little bar that's like a six-seater with a copper top. It's really beautifully done. Yep. And the it's just super cozy to hang out in the neighborhood. And it feels like you're sitting in someone's paneled basement bar. Yeah. You know what I do love is that they were, it was a dark basement, right? I mean, it was like, it was sort of like dark, but still homey. But they managed to brighten it up with white and and lots of colors that I thought it was going to be cold, and it is not cold at no, all. No, uh-uh. It's it is super cozy. so cozy. Um, another, this one is a little more obvious because everybody, of course, knows about this place, but my list would be remiss if I didn't mention it, which is Marvel Bar. Um, it is on North 2nd. It's in the North Loop. You go in the purple door. There's the bouncer, and it's a speakeasy style. It's dark. It's got a deep whiskey menu, specialty bitters. It's kind of... Like being in your grandpa's library and drinking with him all the stuff that maybe you didn't know about that he was going to introduce you to. It's kind of clubby. Yeah. Wait, where is this? Uh, Marvel Bar. Oh, Marvel Marvel Bar. Yeah. You're calling it your grandpa's place? I feel like it's got... I think that is... Secret, um, like a secret feel to it, like a clubby feel to it, like someone is bringing you into this sort of mysterious dark place. Like a speakeasy kind of thing. Yeah. I guess when you say grandpa, I don't, I think of like dark wooden leather chairs that are like old stuffy. Like I think the library bar is a grandpa bar. That just in my mind. Yeah. So I'm saying like, like it's kind of more masculine. Do you? As a speakeasy than let's say um, Volstead's, which is also a speakeasy, which is an uptown, which is more of that 1920s kitschier vibe. I agree there. I think I just for me, Marvel tends to be in my mind very avant-garde. You know, it's got like purple f- like wallpaper with clouds on it, and I think you know, what I mean by when I think about Grandpa is I feel like you drink drinks there that are classics reinvented that maybe someone turns you on to them that you wouldn't necessarily order on your own. Because when I've been there with you guys, like Grandpa. it's always like, you need to try this. This is, 
And again, maybe it's just because it's the whiskey and yeah, it brings maybe. me to mind of my grandma and my grandpa. That's really, I mean, I just, I'm just, my whole thing is like, it seems to me like that is such a forward, you know, cutting edge type place that they do like low proof cocktails that before anybody cozy, else was though. doing. It is totally and cozy. It's dark. It is totally cozy and dark. And I'm not arguing with it. It's just my whole thing was calling it a grandpa bar. Put me into a weird space. Sorry. Sorry. Get out of it. It's my space. I'll get out of move it. Your, move your space. Okay. Um... St. Paul Hotel. Mm -hmm. So at the hotel, what people don't know is there's the St. Paul Grill, right? And you go in there and that's like this like political lawyers and this kind of business lunchy type place. But in the actual hotel itself, there's a fireplace and there's a seating area where they do their teas. Mm -hmm. There's a piano. There is a whole nother bar there. That bar is real cozy. It's a place where you can just pull up on a chair, like a nice cushy plush chair and hang out there in front of the fire and have a drink. And I think people forget about that space. I do too. And they have just as we're on the whiskey train, like an amazing amount of whiskeys at that place. at St. Paul grill. It's super fun to just sit out there. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Norseman distillery. Totally great. That this, this place is really airy and open. Yeah. And it's good for large groups. Yes. But they have this roaring fireplace that has four couches kind of situated right in front of it that, we had a group of 18 women that sat there and had a little impromptu happy hour, and it was really warm. It felt neighborhoody. It was fun. We got great service. So while the environment doesn't scream cozy in terms of the modernist vibe, yeah, the way it felt was cozy because of the fire and the couches and the great service, and it's it just felt cozy. like a neighborhood. It's new cozy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I also think that it's got a great, because it is kind of dark, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. they have a lot of different, like, seating arrangements. Like, you don't, like, you can go and sit in couches, you can sit at these two chairs, you can get a table, you can stand There's up. There's booths. Yeah, so I love that aspect. Um, and all right. here's the thing. They have, uh, by the way, they do food there, which is, like, a lot of places, a lot of distillery cocktail rooms don't do food. They actually have a kitchen. All right. Uh, this is one that I want you to, like, get your mind ready, okay? Okay. okay. So... Just imagine, close your eyes, imagine a cabin on Lake Mille Lacs and everyone has gone ice fishing and they're coming into their neighborhood bar to drink. This is Phil's Terra Hideaway in Stillwater. Totally. It's a log cabin and then there's this bar kind of in the middle of the room where there's high seats and... It's the kind of bar where it's warm and cozy in there because they pack them in and it's just a small space, but yep. they make the most of it. But it's the kind of bar where you're going to always end up talking to your neighbor and your neighbor on the other side. It's kind of like a cheers bar yep. where it's just warm and cozy and the windows get kind of steamed up and you just feel like you're in a bar on Lake Mille Lacs. Yes. It's so cute. I know. I And that's it's right on the way into Stillwater off of 36. Yeah. So it's like you almost a lot of times I think you look at it and go, oh, I would go. And then you're past it. So you have to like sort of intentionally make the turn. And it's in this just cozy log cabin environment. Super cute. And great Greek food. Yes. Funny enough. Very good food. Both Greek and, and like kind of steakhouse. Yeah. yeah it's it's uh, someone new bought it and they have a Greek influence. So the menu is kind of strange, but it's delicious. Oh. New a long time ago. Okay, I was like. It. Not like recent. Okay, okay. Sorry. I, I'm with the food editor here. So when I say new, it's like it means in the last six months. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's see. Uh, the Hewing Hotel Bar, the yep. lobby. They've got a fireplace. It's very trendy. It's very woodsy and north feeling and leather and wood. And so that gets a mention. Yep. Um, also, I want to mention a place that people forget about, I think, and that's Vucare. 
in St. Paul. It is run by the folks that run the Dakota. Yep. So there's always live jazz there. It's very romantic. The old artist's quarter, if you remember. Yes. Subterranean, in the basement. Dark, candlelit, pretty. If you want to, here's my thing for Vucare. If you want to go a place by yourself, want to sit at the bar and have a great drink, listen to music, you don't have to talk to anybody. Sometimes I just want to not talk to people and the music is playing. This is the theme. This is the second. I know. Well, I know you're right. That is true. I guess because all I do is talk to everybody all the so time. That sometimes I need to get away, and that is how I do it. That is funny. I didn't yeah. realize that. Uh, and then in the last but not least, the uh, the back bar at Young Joni, which Ugh. feels like you're sitting in your friend's Rambler in the 1970s. In the garage. In the feels basement. like you're in the garage. <laughs> I love that place. It's cozy. They use retro barware. It's got like wood paneling feeling. They're yeah. playing records. They have a new drink menu. They just debuted a whole new drink menu. All right. And I feel like Jesse Ventura is featuring primely in it. <laughs> so that is the cozy bar list. <laughs> if you're looking for places to... Saddle up and get cozy. I love it. It's perfect. All right. All right. Uh, you're listening to, oh, you know what? And I need to mention too, part of the reason I started thinking about cozy and cozy drinks was because when Ian Lothar was on and he yeah. was talking about the cozy drinks at Red Rabbit. Yeah. he They have a lot of good cozy drinks there uh, at both Red Rabbit and Red Cow on all of those menus. Don't be afraid to ask your bartender like, hey, I'd like I'm it's kind of cold out. I want something cozy. Yeah. They'll get you something that you wouldn't just order. Like I'd like a whiskey coffee. Right. They'll make you something a little bit better, a little bit cooler just because that's what they do there. That's what they do. Um, so make sure you ask for that. We are going to go ahead and take a break and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Weekly Dish, everybody. We are wrapping up the show. It's been a fun one. If you missed any portion of it, you guys, you can always go to mytalk1071.com and uh, find all of the good shows and find... Where's our podcasting? Are we on? We have an app now? We do. We have an app. We are on the MyTalk1071 app, so you can listen on demand there or you can podcast there. We are on Podcast One's uh, radio network, so you can find us there, too. Boom. And you listen to Hour One or Hour Two, and they have it separated. So if you just have a little bit of time on your way to work, you can listen to Hour One. In any case, you should always listen because the show is fun. Because it's fun, and we're around, and it's lots of good stuff, and we give good information. And there's a lot of ways to connect with us during the week. I've been getting so much support from listeners yeah. about this whole 30 business, and you guys... I really appreciate it. It's keeping me honest, number one, because I really wanted to lie and just be like, oh, yeah, hold the whole day 30, hole 13. I got it. Or whole 30, day 13. Woo. Yep. Instead, I had to write the post about how I fell off the wagon and drank. Um, Still. 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 I mean, it's, it's real. And, it, and I feel like we are you. You know, we're busy people. We're cooking. We're trying to manage our lives. My kid is moving out this weekend and moving into her own space. Oh, hallelujah, Mother hallelujah. Mary and Joseph. It's oh my so God. time. She's been home for a month. And every time I walk past my stove, I have to clean it. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. Kids don't clean stoves. Like no. the top of my wolf range. They really don't. Is my pres- that's like my, I'm sorry, that's my $5,000 investment. Yes. Okay. I made an investment in the gigantic stove. Yep. That is like my wedding ring. Do you ring. keep it that clean oh, though? Oh, Stephanie. Okay. Yes, I do. I'm, I, I guess- get out there with a... Do you and, use like the barkeeper's friend or whatever? No, but I should. Because that stuff, they have a liquid form for stovetop that you should use. Okay, I totally need, you need that. that. I just started using that and it's amazing. I use Q-tip. Like I get in there with a Q-tip and then my kid That's will like spill something yeah. and then turn the burner on. Oh, and that, then it, that does make me insane. Like the dark stain. Yeah. Like I'm just like, oh, so love 
if she's listening, Ellie, but ready for her to be in her own what are the odds environment that? where she has to clean her own stove. Yes. She's not up yet. Yeah, I Just know. Just telling you. I know. Oh, God. That's, that's the other right. thing. Like, okay, you have to start like getting up at eight o'clock in the morning on Tuesday for school every week because you're going to the U. Like, remember when they were little, you had to like move the their bedtimes from summer yeah. to getting up. Like, perhaps you should practice getting up before noon. <laughs> she did not want to hear any of it. No, because you know what? She's an adult and she doesn't want to be parented anymore. That's right. That's the truth. We did have a caller that wanted to know where they can buy Heather's Dirty Good Seasoning. It is, uh, you can buy it online at heathersdirtygoodness.com. You can also buy it at Kowalski's. It's at all the Kowalski's and it's in the meat section on the top of the counter where they have like glass ramekins and other stuff. Yes. You will find it there. She's got like six flavors. I love the original. It's my favorite thing to have on chicken. Oh, I, that stuff. And I put the, uh, God, I don't even remember what it's called. The the one that's kind of got a little cinnamon in the habanero. Vintage. The vintage. That one goes into my chili. I put that on my pork shoulder. Yeah. I rub it oh, with that. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. It's great. Oh, I love that stuff. They have another one too, Sophistication. Yeah, I, that might be the one. I'm, there's one with habanero that's got a, it's got a spicy kick, but it's also got the cinnamon and a little bit of chocolate in it. Okay, that might be Sophistication. That might be Sophistication. Then there's one that's like devil, Devil's Hell or something yeah. that's super hot, and that one's too hot for me. Okay. Um, let's talk about some stuff that's going on around in town right now. I found something out on your feed that I was like, oh, I want to do this. What did you find out? They're having a, a ski party out at Afton. Boo! Um, so this, this is in your wheelhouse. Yeah, totally. I love skiing. Yeah, it is tomorrow. It is from 11 to one. Yep. Tickets are 40 bucks. Yep. You get a lift ticket. Coco s'mores. Tattersall will be there. They'll have Bloody Mary's mimosas, which. Yeah. I probably won't be drinking, but I might go out there and you it's going to be a little warmer tomorrow. Yeah, it is. And it is. And it's, so it's MSP Mag is sponsoring the party. Oh, are you guys yeah. doing it? I yep. didn't know. See, see how crafty I am with that. It's uh, and so we're, we're doing it with, and Tattersall is there tasting little bits, you know, our January issue or our, our December issue was, you know, how to get outside and party and have fun. And so we thought we'd roll it into January when we really needed to have a reason to get out there. You know yes. what I mean? Like December, you have all the holiday stuff. January, let's roll it. And I know that the Afton is such a cool space. I know you guys have totally spent time at Afton. Yeah, but they Afton are, helps. I it's love fun what they're skiing. doing. And they did, you know, they did like a brewer's thing last weekend. You know, they had like a brewer's ski off, which Where is you hysterical. Skied and raced the for a tap did. line. Yeah, yeah I, I love mean, that idea. God, I love that they're doing that. And I love that as Minnesotans, we get out and we do that kind of stuff. I will say, too, this has been purchased by the folks at Vale Resorts. Yeah. And they've really done a good job of bringing Afton up to snuff in terms of signage and just making it a better experience. It's cleaner. It's yeah. nicer. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't been out to Afton Alps for a while... Um, they've done a good job of reinvesting in that property and making it fun. Yes. Yes. Um, letting you know also that uh, today, if you're feeling like you need to maybe not quite get outside, Bachman's in Plymouth is doing their indoor oh, farmer's market. I love Bachman's. I know. Just smelling Bachman's. Well, and they have a huge glassed-in area in Plymouth, and it's warm, and it's, you know, they have got, you know, you can find honey and olive oil and bread and granola and some smoked salmon. And so it's kind of nice to just go and, you know, be get fresh food while Kind of farmer's marketing inside. I might do that today. Yeah. And not to confuse anybody, but the Lindell location is where Patrick's Bakery is. Yeah. And the bakery seating area is like right in the greenhouse part. Mm-hmm. So again, it's warm. It's inviting. You can go and have a delicious French croissant and a cup of coffee so and great. just smell. Yeah, you can. Smells. That's how you, if you need to like get a little boost, you know what I mean? It, when it gets all dark and gray and, you know, too much for you. 
Hit a greenhouse, man. Yeah, or the Do Arboretum. It. The Arboretum is the really great for it. And what's the one on Como? Marjorie McNeely. Yep, that the conservatory. Place. Oh, and it's so humid in there. It's perfect. It's just Although like your I skin just sucks I it up. I leave there and then I'm like, I can't. Like, it, it's almost worse. <laughs> it's like if I get into my zone and I go with it, and then if I go into somewhere warm, like I can't go to Florida, where people are like, oh, I was in Florida. I'm like, how do you come back? I don't think I would. I can. You can. Yeah, easy. Um, I want to let a couple things open and I want to mention them because I think that's kind of fun, especially because we've heard all the news of so much closing. And then we get into this place where we're like, we can't have nice things. And like, what's wrong with us? And I think, please, let's not do that. Let's just understand that restaurant world is a cycle, you know. Um, And here's two things that open that I think are kind of interesting and maybe, you know, filling a place. La Familia Tapatia is open in um, Roseville, just around the corner from where Mavericks closed. Okay. And so it's on Larpender. Mm-hmm. And it's a food truck, and now it's and now it's opened as a grab-and-go, kind of a takeout uh, Mexican spot. And it's so yummy, so go there. And also Beer Garden Germania. We're out of time. Yeah. Have and a the great Golden weekend. Celly. Everybody have, and get out there and have fun. Ciao, ciao.